You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey there, Nonplus listeners. You're the sort of person who likes to partake of a tipple from time to time. A what? A tipple. You know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of booze, but coyly and a little British. Coyly British is my stage name. Okay. If you enjoy a cocktail from time to time and you're looking to jazz things up a bit, you should definitely check out Shaker and Spoon. Yeah, Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service that helps you be your own mixologist. They send you a new box every month centered around a carefully curated cocktail theme. Inside, you'll find all your ingredients, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails. You provide the poison, Shaker and Spoon provides the pizzazz. To sign up and get $20 off your first box, head over to shakerandspoon.com forward slash nonplussed. Again, that's shaker, A-N-D, spoon.com slash nonplussed to get 20% off your first order. I'll drink to that. And one for Molly. A good Fantastic Four story is going to be about the dynamic between Reed and and Doom. You can't put those little fingers on. <laughs> My God. So Josh puts these little fucking hand puppet fingers on Look, and, and I can't, I can't deal. I can't. I need you <laughs> to, focus. to focus on me. Shut the fuck Not up. Not the tiny hand. <laughs> We've got to make this fun for We for really, somebody. I mean, someone. I mean, they're called the Fantastic Four for fuck's sake. Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Romp through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Hello, everyone. Superhero September continues, either to your delight or dismay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this was not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. The whole point is that it's not great so that we have fun turning things into amusing tidbits for our listeners to enjoy. But before we do that, Mischief Merch is having their bye-bye summer sale. Oh my god! We've also got some new products featured. There's a patriotic posterior tumbler uh, that, that celebrates America's ass. Oh, America's ass. That's yes. cute. It's, it's an American flag with a peach for those, yes. for those out there. We've also got this insidious perfidious tumbler. Cute. Shout out to Agatha Harkness. And of course, as a reminder, the part-time superhero uh, leggings, sports bra, etc. It's this gorgeous She-Hulk inspired sportswear line. Yeah. Loving it. Loving She-Hulk. She-Hulk is oof. Yes. Like, girls, if you're not watching that, get on it. Also, Obsess Fest is next weekend as you're hearing this. I'll be there. Oh There's my gosh. Still time to get tickets if you're gonna now I'm not going there as part of the show. I'm working the event. Yeah. Anything out of uh D twenty three we wanna mention? We didn't really get a whole lot. We can link some trailers. There was the Secret Invasion trailer that looks real good. Yeah, I think that was kind of the biggest the biggest news in terms of Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a ton of Disney news, new Indiana Jones movies coming. Yeah, uh, there was a new Willow trailer, and that's yes. coming to Disney Plus, and that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, very so excited. For I'm that. very excited for that. Plus. Like there was the the game that we've been playing for the past uh, week. Oh and my a half. god, we are hypnotized by Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Yes, it's phenomenal. I'm stuck on the fucking Elsa quest. She won't get. She won't. I've opened her goddamn ice cavern, but she won't go in and let me explore. Yeah, it's basically Stardew Valley for with Disney characters, and it is goddamn delightful. And um, if you've got Game Pass, uh, it's there. It's free right that's, now. That's how we're playing it. Yeah. Um, this is not a sponsored plug. We're just, we've literally been spending all of our spare all time, our time in Dreamlight Valley. Um, we had to pry ourselves away from it <laughs> to watch this film. Our research, as always, comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Box Office Mojo. Clancy, what did we watch for Superhero September this week? Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, or Fan Four Stick, if you're just Fan reading four. the logo across. Fan Four Stick, that's right. Five uh, now, dog five. Five, five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Yeah, this is 2015's uh, Fantastic Four remake, which uh, was released August 7th, 2015. Honestly, it's a bit more fantastic. 
Yeah. To, it's not. It's not great. Ugh, it's got a, a runtime of a hundred and one minutes, give or take. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. yeah. Directed by Josh Trank. Screenplay by Jeremy Slater, Simon Kinberg, and Josh Trank. And based on, of course, the Fantastic Four by Stanley and Jack Kirby. At least the two that they did before this were fun and colorful. Like this grim dark take <sighs> was just. Look, they keep trying to make horror superhero films. Doctor Strange Mom is probably the closest, but even still, it feels sure. more comic booky than horror. Yeah. This takes a horror turn, but everything up to that, this is 2015. The Dark Knight Rises is almost a decade prior to this. Yeah. And for some reason, they felt like Grim Dark was the way to go for Fantastic Four, and it just does not work. It, yeah, it's so unfun. Like, that's the only yeah, way that I can it's describe it. it's not fun. It's unfun. And the first family of Marvel Comics needs to be a little bit fun. Colorful, bright, something. Yeah, I, I and the other part of this is I didn't really care about any of these no characters. No one! I have that note multiple times. Yeah, it, it's... it's uh, it's bad, but let's get through this cast. Let's real get quick. through this cast. We've got Miles Teller as Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. He's never referred to as Mr. Fantastic. No, he's not. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. He's referred to the Human Torch once by himself he at calls the him. end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Kate Mara as Sue Storm, uh, the Invisible Woman. Again, another one that's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamie Bell as uh Ben Grimm or the Thing. Yep. Toby Kebbell as Victor Von Doom or Doom. Reggie Kathy as Dr. Frank Storm. He uh, passed away in February 2018 of oh, lung cancer. Right. But he has a, a an amazing career spanning TV and film. And he, he'd later go on to play James Lucas on Luke Cage for a few episodes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Tim Blake Nelson is Dr. Harvey Allen, who is coming back for Captain America New World Order as his character from the Hulk film. He's the leader. Yeah, I hope he's better in that. I'm sure he will be. <laughs> um, Dan Castellaneta as Mr. Kenny, Reed's teacher from element or from junior high and high school. Yeah. Tim Heidecker as Mr. Richards, Reed's stepfather. I didn't pick up on that at For all. For a hot second, he's there when Reed's blowing up the garage or That's whatever. That's right. Beginning. I did not pick up that. And that then was Chet him. Hanks, as in the son of Tom Hanks, appears as Jimmy Grimm, Ben Grimm's older brother. He named his kid Chet. He oh did. God. He named his kid Chet. Anything before we get started? You'd seen this once before because you were watching all of these. Once yeah, I, time. I like went through all of the non Marvel Marvel movies that were on Disney Plus a while ago. I ended up watching this one and uh, I, I put a lot of it out of my head. And this was really kind of a bad thing to kind of like get back into. This so. was the first time I'd seen it. And I, I stand by my decision to not have seen it prior to this. Yeah, this is not great. It's not. There isn't a fantastic thing about it. It's it's not fantastic. Like, none of it's funny. Where are the jokes? Where are the jokes? Yeah. Like, come on. That's what the whole. Or the humanity or anything. No, it's anything. not supposed to be. Like, they're not comedic, but they are based on a comic. So there's got to be yeah. a balance, right? Mm -hmm. It can't all be grim, dark, horror adjacent. And we'll get into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Ever since I was three, I wanted to play quarterback for the New York Giants, like my personal hero, Eli Manning. Annual salary is between 10 and $20 million a year. Thank you. Next up, Reed. Mr. Richards. Earth to Richards. Scotty. <laughs> Childhood friends Reed Richards and Ben Grimm have worked together on a prototype teleporter since youth, eventually attracting the attention of Professor Franklin Storm, director of the Baxter Foundation, a government-sponsored research institute for young prodigies. Reed is recruited to join them and aid Storm's children, scientist Sue Storm and engineer Johnny Storm, into completing a quantum gate designed by Storm's protege, Victor Von Doom. The experiment is successful, and the facility's supervisor plans to send a group from NASA to venture into a parallel dimension known as Planet Zero. This child actor from Ben Grimm, bless his heart, is not great. Yeah, the acting, like, he's trying to do this, like, stoic mm. look, almost, and it's, what, what sort of direction are they giving this child? There's no kid that's doing that. I, I don't know. It just yeah, it felt it, weird. It I it mean, also feels weird that if this is set in the late 90s, early 2000s, which I think is the math that we figured out somewhere around 2003, 2004. Yeah. That a brilliant white child wouldn't be, you know, nurtured with kid gloves and in a gifted and talented program. Like not all of this rings kind of hollow for me at the very beginning. It, it, I, the unencouraged genius of it is just. Uh, it, 
yeah, like where did he get all this information from? How did he know all of these things? And like, if so, he would have tested out of all of that yeah, like so early on. And also, like, I just don't understand the relationship between Ben and Reed. In this context, you would almost expect Ben to be like the guy who saves him from being from being bullied or whatever. But we don't something, get into something that like helps any of bind that. them together or at least give them some sort of common ground. It, the common ground is. He walks past him, sees all of his drawings in his book, and then it catches oh, him. Oh, sci- science is neat. I'll help you. Yeah, and then and then and then Ben gets left by the wayside for a good majority of the movie. Yeah, uh, until we're going to turn him into a rock monster. Now, I'll admit to very little sort of institutional Fantastic Four knowledge. I never read the comic books. Yeah, I watched the uh, previous films. I'm familiar with some of the like, I feel like I watched the cartoon in the 90s. Yeah, but uh, yeah, none of this. I can see why even deep fans weren't weren't into any of this because it's it's tossing all of the character origins and all of the the framework that makes these stories enjoyable yeah. by the wayside. It makes more sense for Ben and Reed to have been college roommates and for all of that have to have fallen out in college, not when they were wee little babbies. Their powers are wacky, whatever. Mm. Like it should be fun. This should not be dark. It should be heroic, if nothing else. If nothing else. And even here it's like it's not. No, it, it, not just, at all. it feels like everyone is either just uh on for the ride or yeah. or fucking like fucking off somewhere well and they can't even figure out the characterization because at the very beginning when ben is helping reed build his first teleporter Mm -hmm. it's ben who hands him the flathead and then the swiss army knife you're stripping the head your family owns a junkyard Mm -hmm. that place is awesome here you're stripping the head why did you give him the wrong screwdriver to begin with? Yeah. Boy? Yeah. It was fucking stupid. And also the fact that like that kid was going to take that giant fucking transformer home. Yeah. Like he was going to steal that. How? Yeah. But also, why does he have all these N64s and what are they supposed to do with this device? Shit. I don't understand. So I, first, and we stopped the movie because I'm like, what the fuck year did this come out that this kid could afford uh, fucking uh, literally twenty Nintendo sixty yeah, fours on the I wall. We didn't count them, but they're all linked up together like some sort of weird supercomputer. Which, by the way, those are FPG processors in it. They're not going to do anything. Right? It's not going to do what you want it to do. You can't hack a Nintendo sixty four to a fucking supercomputer. It there's just it's so weird. Yeah, it's dumb. It is. It's quite dumb. Fast forward to the science fair. Yeah, seven years later where they get their prototype right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do know about Reed Richards is uh, uh, his characterization and like his, his core character flaws is he tends to do science for science sake, at least as far as I understand it. And the things that he has to learn is, uh Oh, there's, there's a component, there's a human element. There's an empathic element here yeah. that I missed and now have to correct for. And they joke about that in the venture brothers satire of the fantastic <laughs> four. He thinks he's so fantastic. All he does is go on and on about himself and his inventions. Welcome to Impossible Industries, gentlemen. I know the journey here was quite long, but I trust you all had a pleasant one. How should we know we were blindfolded? Yes, I'm sorry about that, but since this think tank is a joint effort of Impossible Industries and the government, the strictest security measures have to be followed at all times. And I'll reference that throughout because in many ways it's a better execution on this story but we get a little bit of that when reed takes the airplane from the little kid now why is the senior in high school in the same science fair with this 12 year old i don't understand the school system but thankfully this 12 year old says what we're all thinking yes it's delicate you can't smash it hey kid i'm really sorry about your plane you're a dick (laughs) you cranked it up too because Reed Richards is absolutely being an unfeeling, uncaring, unthinking dick. Yeah, just calls him a dick. And I was like, yes, that is the only character that I that I connect with in this entire movie. I almost wish that kid had become Victor Von Doom. Yes, at least please. Have some, that would have been a better arc. So much better. Uh, I love Reggie Caffey. Uh, the time he was on 30 Rock is probably uh, the least of his work, but some of my <laughs> favorite. Welcome to Ride On. I'm your host, Rutherford Rice. With me is my co-host, Shirley Thomas. Our topic for today is African-Americans and their roles in the media. Our first guest is James Spurlock, head writer for TGS with Tracy Jordan. Good day, Tri-Staters. Co. 
co-head writer. And also with us is someone named Elizabeth Lemon. Thank you, Rutherford. It is a because we get into some fun uh, sociopolitical racial dynamics in that scene yeah. that are barely touched on in this film. And I get that they shouldn't make race the issue, obviously, but they gloss over the brother-sister relationship. Like, it doesn't feel like an actual brother-sister relationship between Sue and Johnny. No, not at all. If you're gonna do the work to make that family dynamic different enough to actually be interesting, then do the work to build the relationship. Yeah. It's not there. It's not. Like, literally, they could just be anyone off the street. That None of them seem like they belong with each other. It's disjointed no. and lazy in a lot of ways. Like, they're taking the wrong kinds of shortcuts in this. The other part of this, too, is, like, was that the last day of school, or did he, like, transfer schools to the Baxter school? Is that right. is that what I'm led to believe here? I, again, they're, they're taking weird shortcuts. Like, suddenly, he's no longer in this public school. Yeah. Which he's w- transferring out to this Baxter Foundation. This sort of building that has dorms that seems to imply a, a very unhealthy work-life balance for yeah, these student researchers. very much so. And to your point, Ben just gets kicked back to fucking, back um, to fucking Scotch Plains, New Jersey it's, or wherever the it's fuck almost, they're from. It's almost like the whole public school was just to get Ben in. Like, how do we make the Ben character, who's not supposed to be super science-y, uh, have a relationship or whatever? Well, they started a public school together, and it's like, well... Honestly, this this film should have started at in, the Baxter Foundation. It should have started with them in college being sort of mismatched roommates. Something, yes. Like that would have made a little bit more sense. And maybe they end up in the same intro science class and Rita's like, I'm too smart for this shit. Like that would have been a better approach and it would have shortcut a lot of this early point. And like we get halfway through the movie before they even get their powers. Yeah, which Bananas. is frustrating. Bananas. The frustrating four is what this is called. It is. It's the frustrating four. Ugh. But. Another thing that I feel like is very lightly touched on that I would like to explore more is whether or not Ben is gay in this. Because when they come into the Baxter Foundation, his gaze is lingering on these smart gentlemen coming up the stairs. Now, it becomes a comment about the the lab coats, but he... What is this? You're going away, buddy. I'm not going away. I'm like a 40-minute train ride from Worcester Bay. Reed, look at this place. You belong here. I've been here two minutes and I already know that. I'm just going to school here. That's where I'm going to be working. It looks like you're home, buddy. I don't think that they were that smart. <sighs> Literally, the, the writers Boy in this. I, I mean, absolutely. Let's project as much as we can because that's the only thing that we can do here. It's also somewhat our job. Yeah, it, it <laughs> definitely, definitely is. I, We've got to make this fun somehow. And the first, whatever you'd call it, joke is the fucking her listening to music while Reed comes up in the in the uh, library. Yeah, the porn headline. This place is pretty incredible. They have molecular chem books from the 1950s. Oh, hey, sorry. Did you say something? Yeah, I was just asking. Uh, what are you listening to? Porn's head. Never heard of them. Them. I'll have to check them out. I love this book. It's about this guy, Captain Nemo. He invents a submarine that goes deeper than anything in history. Yeah, I know. I read it. It doesn't even, it's, it's not, not even, even funny. It's not even that funny. It was just like, okay, so she's just actively ignoring him. Yeah. Like. And I, they don't even go all the way to give Sue any degree of agency in this no. film. She's a brilliant scientist. She's the the better performing of Dr. Storm's two children, but even that feels kind of icky because somehow the the white adopted woman is the better child than yeah. his natural born son, who may or may not later go on to try to take over Wakanda. <laughs> Which, I mean, he was uh, are, it, 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 much better, better utilized better in Black in. Panther. Yes, absolutely. The, one of the things about Sue that really frustrates me so much is just how how she was sidelined so fucking consistently. Hard. Why is it that, that Reed brought an outside person that they had never met to go put in their machine and didn't say, Hey Sue, do you want to come get in this thing too? Right. Like, cause it should have been her. She should have been there. Not fucking regaled to I'm going to sit, uh, and monkey tap on a fucking That's what I'm keyboard. Saying. No agency. And then suddenly she gets powers just because she's in proximity. Yeah. Like, come on. This is not her fault. No, but, Kate Mara is alternately uh, in either good styling or bad wigs. Like it's, <laughs> from scene to scene, it's like okay, that hair looks natural. That yeah. looks like 
a, a dry dye a nail headpiece. Yes. Thirsty ass wig. Yeah. It's bananas. And can we talk about Dr. Doom and Gloom? I mean, <laughs> there's so much that I hate about what they made his character in this film. A, he's the tropey on the spectrum smart person yeah. playing video games who has over computerized his, but also he's an eco fascist, but yeah. also he is an anti government far left quasi anarchist. Don't you want to even look at the designs? I told you I'm done working for you and your employers. They're not my employers. You can't do a thing without their permission, yes? Wake up. You're an employee. They'll stay out of my way this time, trust me. Uh, it's not you I don't trust. Yeah. Well, I hate to interfere with all your important work. Guess we'll just have to make history without you. Sue gonna be there? I trust her. That's none of that is is in like Doom's whole thing is like megalomania and blending science with magic and trying to yeah. regain his position of power and and a degree of uh notoriety in the world. Like he leads Latveria in the comics. But is also super jealous of when Sue is talking to anybody but fucking him. Like, and even, come on. even that's lazy. That's so, so fucking lazy. It really is. Because my point is, <laughs> the Fantastic Four thrives when the rivalry, rivalry between Doom and Reed is much deeper than don't talk to the girl I have a crush on. Yeah. Again, there's no arc. Like, None. There's no any of these characters really don't have an arc of like, hey, I've I've made a significant change in the way that I I do things, and you know, and suddenly that's made me a better person, and now I can overcome this adversity. It doesn't fucking happen. No, like no one. Everyone is at the effectively the same spot. Um, it, 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 or or even regressing a little bit. Like, yeah, it, it just, it really doesn't make any sense. And you, it doesn't, this structure, this narrative, uh, it's not, like you said, it's not an arc. It's this narrative plateau. Yeah. Does not function without giving doom something to actually, he doesn't, he doesn't want anything very clearly except, you know, the, his name on this project and to be the, the, the guy who does the thing. Yeah. And also somehow Sue Storm. It would be so much more interesting if he were trying to do this for, you know, reclaiming his country, becoming the leader, sure. whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Making it much more personal than just kind of being abandoned. There was too much focus, I think, on trying to make this a quote unquote interesting Fantastic Four than it was to try to make a compelling story using these characters. Cause I remember it being, it felt like they were trying to set up more movies to come after this, but yeah. uh, there is no after credit. So honestly, I think that they scrapped no. that before it even came. I mean, it'll it's in the trivia at the end. We'll talk about it, but before it even came out, Fox is talking about a sequel. Yeah. It, so uh, it, at some point there was going to be a progression to these characters and their arc, but the laziness in terms of the writing, like it feels like they were, they were, not even laziness. It feels like they were fighting against something like they were trying to do something else with this movie. Yeah, and it saying. was like, but it has to be a fantastic four movie because this would have been a great sci-fi movie if it didn't have to be the fucking fantastic four. Right. It would have been serviceable. It probably would have made more sense. Yeah. This again is just, it, it's just really unfun. They're throwing characters in like suit, like literally Sue at one point is working on a suit, right? And she's got a Dremel in one hand and she's doing some work and then she picks up an entirely different object yeah, and then puts it on the helmet. What is the fucking motivation there? Like I'm as me, that's like in the front, in the frame. Yes. Like it's not like she was using the Dremel on something and then took that thing and then put it on the helmet. Right. Like what is it's just those stupid details yeah. that feels like they just didn't care. Well, and to your point, like, do we even need the whole montage of them building the quantum gate and building the, the suits? Like, wouldn't it be far more interesting and far more compelling as a storytelling device if we were developing the character relationships mm -hmm. a little bit more aggressively than we were showing how literally, like, 
Let's do a time lapse of them building this giant machine. No, who fucking cares? Nobody's here for that. For sure. But also, can we talk about how the machine was basically built when Reeds got there and like there wasn't really anything so, meaningful change between that. So why do we need there? to spend 15 more minutes of them building it in between talking right. to each other? Because like so we get this laborious. really stilted conversation about Sue's adoption. Oh, right. Uh, some has been cool with the Dr. Storm as your dad. Yeah. Did he adopt you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what that's like. You were adopted? No, I, I just wish that I was. Why? I don't know. I just, we don't really understand each other. Mm. Where were you born? Kosovo. Kosovo. You don't have an accent. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That is literally just there to explain why there's a white actress and a black actor who are brother and sister. Like, there's nothing else. From Kosovo, of all fucking places. Right. Like, it's who, out who of cares? left field. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, spend more time developing the relationship between Sue and Johnny rather than telling us about it. Uh, the fact is, it just doesn't make any sense. None. It doesn't. It doesn't make and any like, sense. And, like, the way that we get told that Johnny's kind of a hothead and reckless is that he's doing this street racing stuff. Again, unfucking necessary. Why? It doesn't even ever get used again. No. Like, it, it's not even like he has to then get in a car and then suddenly that he's he's racing to help someone or whatever. Yes. No, he literally gets the ability to fly and then it's just fuck all whatever. Who exactly. cares? Like, uh. And another thing in terms of not really liking any of these people, they put a fucking chimp in that device to send organic matter. Oh, surely, yeah. surely if you're designing a device that can teleport physical matter, you could also design a sort of crash test dummy esque drone. That's they did it on MythBusters and put a fucking plant in it or something. This is what like, I'm saying. Like, like yeah, actual <laughs> organic matter plus a device that can measure all the things you need to measure. You have four seats. Yeah. Why? Why? Why a live, poorly CG chimp? Yeah. As much as Sky High was sort of a metaphor for abstinence and unwanted pregnancy, yeah. I feel like this is a poorly a poorly structured metaphor for. Don't drink and think. I guess he doesn't make poor decisions until he's drunk, which is with that fucking tiny flask. That's like not going to get anybody anywhere. Look, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I could use some. You want to drink? Ethanol kills brain cells. (laughs) You are lightweight. Looks like we need another refill. <laughs> like it was, hey, look, guys, we got this little flask that it feels like it's half empty right now. Let's go get fucking wasted. No. And then they're drunk and they mention having needed refills. What's the point of the flask then? Just bring the fucking bottle in. Right. It's Jesus. So, it's so stupid. Uh, that's really all I had for this unnecessarily long section. Let, let's keep this. Let's keep this going. Reed, Johnny, Victor, and Ben use the quantum gate to embark on an unsanctioned voyage to planet Zero, where Victor attempts to touch the green lava-like substance, causing the ground they are standing on to erupt. Reed, Johnny, and Ben return to their shuttle just as Sue brings them back to Earth, but Victor is seemingly killed. The quantum gate explodes, altering Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben on a genetic level and granting them superhuman abilities beyond their control. Reed can stretch like rubber, Sue can become invisible and generate force fields, Johnny can engulf his entire body in fire and fly, and Ben acquires a rock-like hide, which gives him superhuman strength and durability. They are then placed in government custody to be studied and have their abilities tested. Blaming himself for the accident, Reed escapes from the facility and tries to find a cure for their changes. Yeah, I really don't know how to feel about how Reed only fucks up when getting drunk. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure his character flaw, like I said earlier, is science for science sake. Not that he'd be otherwise on the straight and narrow if it weren't for some negative influence. Again, it feels lazy. Yeah. Like let's make doom the quote unquote bad influence on Reed. So he's going to then make a bad decision because he's drunk. Again, there's no, there's no development. There's everybody is super flat in terms of like what their characters characterization is. Like if they uh, felt more competitive, if Victor and Reed felt like they were more directly competing, not for Sue, but to be the smartest guy in the room, then this relationship, this arch rivalry, yeah, for whatever reason, feel more genuine. There is no rivalry. That's the thing. Is like there's no there's no well, stakes there is because we're told that there is. Sure, 
but like it, it literally doesn't happen. And no. like it, it, they are, they're all fucking commiserating with each other and then fucking Victor dies. Yeah. Like that's, that's all that happens. And it's not even like it's his fault. Victor's the one that wanted to go out on volcano plant on green volcano plant yeah, and touch it and touch it and have and this then, and then somewhat quasi orgasmic every- moment with the goo. I can feel it. The energy it's alive. incredible there's no expenditure reed what i think we should go back this is important ben come take a look yeah and then literally like endangers everyone there yeah it's not his it's not reed's fucking fault no, and we don't even have it. We don't have enough of that development for it really to sit heavily on Reed for it to feel like his fault. Yeah, we don't even get like a, a post mortem after it of no. like, man, he died, whatever. And that's the thing. If Reed's motivation seemed more guilt driven, it would make more sense. Sure. But we barely t- We only know that Reed feels guilty because he says to Ben that he feels guilty. And speaking of, this is where I had the note. To your point earlier, I I had this note here too. How is Sue not in there with them? How is, and again, I hadn't seen the film, but like knowing what the Fantastic Four origin story is, which is a lot more traditional to the comics in the very first, well, it's technically the second, but in the early 2005, I think, um, Fantastic Four, the one with um, Jessica Alba as Sue Storm, yeah, where they're in the plane and there's a sort of solar flare or whatever that inf- affects everybody kind of yeah, negatively. for sure. That makes more sense. But to your earlier point, Sue has literally no agency here. All of this just happens to her, despite being this brilliant mind that her father says she is. Yes, yes, I, I do. Sue, listen, I need you to manually override the reentry, okay? okay? Okay, I got it. Manually override the reentry. I'm trying. Again, the fact that they all decided, hey, let's go get in this in this machine and not bring the one person that they had been working with the entire time. Yeah. Who sh- was on their same level, supposedly. We've got to get Ben in here. So let's just have him call him and show up like no, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Why does Ben have to like it? It's so shoehorned. It, ben should have been a completely different character. Yeah. It didn't. Again, it's oh man. It's it, this movie is not great. It's not. And it's we don't not. even care enough about Ben to care about the very real psychological impact of his form changing. And suddenly he don't even have a dick no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. It could also have been a nice, like deep, dark moment of Ben having a freak out once he got all rocky that suddenly he ain't got no penis or no butt crack. I mean, that's, what happens? Talk does about he need to dark, like that's that would be. Yeah, exactly. How does he continue to exist now? Mind you, Victor Von Doom is on that planet for almost a year, right? Right. And he survives without somehow. Anything, so maybe they don't need to eat or something stupid. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But this is where I have it. We're almost halfway through this movie, and their origin hasn't even happened. Are we supposed to care about anyone but Ben yet? What is happening? And then Reed, when they get back, escapes through a fucking vent. This place is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. They had to take a plane to get there. And he keeps like accidentally stretching through this, through these ducks. So I have to imagine that his dick is getting caught on those vents and just stretching out too. When he crawls away from Ben, I'm going to help you and I'm going to escape. Oh my God. Reed, what what happened to me? I don't know, but I'm going to figure this out. You have to imagine that Ben just got an eyeful of big giant stretchy dick. Yes, absolutely. And that was the last thing that he remembers. And honestly, that's a better arc for me for knowing why he's bitter about it. He was like, well, the last thing thing I saw about you was your fucking dick. Yeah. I would I would believe that a bit more. Also, again, all these fucking time jumps for for really no reason. We had to go a year later. Okay, great. 
now they're all two of them are have now completely decided that yeah i'm just gonna go murder for the government now right. like and it's sort of a, t- a track that they were trying to take a little bit in like captain america winter soldier and also in civil war sure the antagonistic government oversight yada yada like i i'm okay with that but doing that in this film a justifies doom's desire to uh, control or not be controlled or whatever i don't know it's all so messy sue is the only one with the right in this world i feel like sue's response to the situation is probably the most practical yeah hey they're gonna send me on a project like ben we should use these powers to do something. They're not powers. They're aggressively abnormal physical conditions that okay. we're going to fix. Can you right. turn that off? And what if they can't? What if it takes more time to get it right? We could be talking years. I am not going to be a tool. But even then, like, it's a blip on the radar and we're moving right along with uh, whatever else has happened. Like, she's got to find Reed because of patterns, because of like they mentioned and earlier. And we, we call back to that fucking Nemo, Captain Nemo line. him he's writing his emails through this relay got him you did what you had to do but it it's so basic when when something like this again you could you can really have so much more fun with these characters especially if like they're rebelling against their captors or something like you could it, it, it all of it just seems like they all rolled over yeah and and I have seen reports that even though it's years away, that the the MCU Fantastic Four movie won't be an origin story. Thank yeah. fuck. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't. I mean, like, proof, Spider-Man. Yeah. The Spider-Man in the MCU does not have an origin story. We never see Tom Holland get bit by a radioactive spider. We don't need to. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all explained later and honestly makes it so that like they can go and do something more interesting with their origin if they ever want to go back to it. Yeah. Like I find that those things are more interesting. That's what we got with like fucking Bucky Barnes. Right. He just came in. They could have, it really baffles me. They couldn't do this much better. Not to say that the other fantastic four movies, the ones that were prior to this were, were any good. They were, they were at least fun to watch. They were at least, they might've been goofy, but they were fun to watch. Right. Yeah. Some people, and we got fucking thirst trap, Chris Evans in and out. Yes. We never saw one nipple on Michael B. Jordan. Nope. Not at all. Not until he showed up in Wakanda. No. Unfair is what it is. It is. Unfair. And this is is where I really had the note that, because as they're being, again, we're literally halfway through this movie. We're like 45 minutes in as they're being in, you know, sort of uh, tested in this lab for all of their different powers or whatever. This is where I had the note that the Venture Brothers scene, because in that one, the the human torch analog just is on fire and screaming. (laughs) She's inside your bus. Doctor, please, wait, don't. (laughs) Doctor Venture. Doctor Venture. Oh, that's delightful. But um, to that end, I did like, I think the only thing I liked about this film is how they did Human Torch's animation. I thought it was clever. I thought it was really well executed. I liked seeing him in fire form. Yeah, I think that that was good. And the effects in this were not bad. I also want to like kind of clarify that a little bit. Oh, yeah. the the VFX artists that worked on this did a pretty good job of Absolutely. making this all feel cohesive. I will say that Reed Richards naked with his all with his arms all gangly out like fucking Slenderman was hard to hard to watch. It gets kind of body horror for a bit, and this is yeah. this is my point earlier is that like you could do a, a superhero sci fi horror movie along these lines, and yeah. then you know when they, when Doom gets back and he starts scanners esque blowing heads up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's there's a nugget of something here that would have worked if you weren't going about it in the way of, well, I want to put my own stamp on Fantastic Four and we're instead just making a grim, dark superhero horror movie a bit more like, you know, like the boys. Yeah, the boys executes on that as a series very well, like doing a sort of darker authoritarian twist on superheroes and how they came to be while still being funny. 
absolutely fun. That's what this is missing. Yeah. To me, I, w- I would have just, I wouldn't have released the movie. I would have just been like, you know what? I know we <laughs> spent a hundred. I know that we spent money. They just fucking did it with an HBO movie. They probably spent $150 million on it. Yeah. But that becomes a tax write off for them. We don't need to get into that. Anyways, it, it, yeah, it is. It's just, it's so, it's so lazy. It is. Even like the fucking line about Victor's biochem chemistry being off the charts. I had that exact. We'll get there in a second. You ready? Do you have anything else for this bit? No, let's go. All right. One year later in 2015, Reed is now a fugitive and has built a suit that helps him control his ability. Hiding in Central America, he is eventually found by the United States military with Sue's help and captured by Ben, who has become a military asset along with Johnny and Sue. Johnny and Sue have been outfitted with specialized suits designed to help them control their abilities. Reed is brought to Area 57, where Dr. Allen conscripts him into rebuilding the Quantum Gate in exchange for giving Reed the resources to find a cure. Arriving in Planet Zero, Dr. Allen's explorers find Victor, who has been fused with a spacesuit and now possesses telekinetic abilities. They bring him back to Earth. Believing that humans need to be destroyed so he can rebuild Earth in his image, Victor kills the scientists and soldiers in the base, including Dr. Allen and Professor Storm, and returns to Planet Zero using the Quantum Gate with Ben, Johnny, Reed, and Sue in pursuit. We didn't really touch on this earlier, but I visually they they needed to explain why the different characters had their different powers. Yeah. So rocks fell into Ben's chamber. Yeah. Johnny's exploded, combusted, whatever. Sue got hit with a wave that kind of like, you know, wow. right. And yeah. Reed's door was stuck open, I guess. I don't know. It, 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 no, I thought Ben's door was stuck open, which is why the rocks were going in. I think Reed was the only one that was like inside. It, again, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Do, yeah, I don't understand. how. What they, makes they're trying stretchy. to explain it visually and you don't, again, you don't need to. You don't. But I... It, it's it's like fucking terogenesis. It could be fucking anything. Really? Uh, and, and honestly, the fact that, like, again, the the things that they have to try to prove in this really di- do a disservice to the story when they could They're just, showing the wrong things. They are. And they're telling the wrong things. They are. It's like, flip that around, and yeah. it would have been better. Show us these relationships developing rather than telling us that Sue and Johnny are brother yeah. and sister. And then just... Tell, Tell us, us how their DNA changed rather than trying to explain it through showing us. Right. Yeah. It's silly. And are they really covert military operations if he's a giant rock monster that's getting spotted in press around the world? No. No. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. And again, like the, it feels ham-fisted that it's going to become like a defense uh, operations resource thing. Oh, there are defense implicate. We can have super powered soldiers. Like they're trying to shoehorn kind of almost a hydra-esque super soldier angle here that again proves doom right so who yeah. the fuck am i supposed to root for yeah I, I i again i don't there's no again there's no arc there's no arc with any of these characters they go from being hopeful forward-thinking scientists to military assets m- military assets it doesn't make any sense and again i get why ben would do it intellectually i get why ben would do it but the movie doesn't explain it to us no ben doesn't feel like there's anything else out there for him he doesn't have a dick he's all rocks he's all rocks what the fuck else is he supposed to do like that would make (sighs) sense if we got a little bit of that in dialogue yeah between either him and sue or him and reed but because he's only there because he knew reed Mm -hmm. he's the odd man out none of these people have any connection to ben so why should they give a fuck and it's really weird you made the point in every other media, Ben has shorts on because presumably he's got a rock dick yeah. or at least, you know, crusty, earthy butt cheeks, something to cover up. But it feels like and I mean, they they didn't bother explaining it. But I, and I'm inferring here that because they make the point that the suits help them control their powers, Ben still has to be nude because Ben never gets quote unquote cured and can never control his appearance. That's the only reason that Ben being buck ass rock monster naked makes sense to me. I mean, they show the Hulk, butt. they showed fucking Thor's butt. like, come on, just show fucking butts. Like it's not, they, I don't even think it. that it's not even about them having an aversion to rock, butt. I, I literally think that they're just like, well, Ben can't have a suit because the suits control their powers and Ben can never control his powers. I guess. Yeah. But again, I'm inferring yeah. because nothing in the film draws that conclusion it for really, me it really doesn't and it and again it's just it it just feels so so lazy yeah I, and I, dragged out this yeah, is where I have to know, what are we even doing here yeah the, it's it's far too long for how like 
they just got their powers. Yeah. They just got them. Like, we don't even get a chance to, like, really get to see, like, what good they can do with their powers or whatever. Right. And the scenes of them. Instead of a year later, fast forward fucking five years. And I like seeing Sue use her powers. I like seeing Johnny. You know, we get Johnny's, you know, catchphrase. And you ready? Yes, we are. Flame on. Thank God. At least they threw that in. Blame on. Blame on. But even the fight that Reed has with the, the military folks coming to pick him up that is, uh, you know, cut short because Ben manages to slam his head against the tree. When they're using their powers, it looks cool, but it seems like they're more interested in amplifying the body horror aspect of this than letting these people actually be fantastic. Yeah. It's, it boggles the mind, but at least they gave Reed time to shave before his second mission to Planet Zero. Is he scruffy and then all of a sudden he's not after having this conversation with Sue? When they cut to the the shots of him like out, I was like, did he did he age like 20 years? But no, he could apparently just stretch his skin to make his face look different. Yeah. I don't think it's something that ever happened in the No. I could be wrong. So they go back to Planet Zero. Astronauts are sent this time. Mm -hmm. That's where they discover Doom. Do they suddenly have a pod? That they can fit just like 12 people in. They redesign it. Reed makes the point that they made it ugly. Made it ugly. <laughs> I, so I guess it's big enough that they don't have to be strapped in necessarily. So it's like an internal. It's like a, it's like a. Almost like a lunar module. Uh, yeah, that's where I was going with it. It's just as weird. This is such a huge department. This isn't just a year later. You don't go from having nothing to suddenly right. all of that in a year. Right. I, I just don't, I don't understand and why I, they, why they uh, shot themselves in the foot like this. And I don't like doom necessarily having to have gotten his powers the same way. I don't like, Oh, his spacesuit fused to him. No, he's wearing in the comics. It's a suit of armor that he designed. He has melded science and magic. Yes. And yeah, he's horribly disfigured, which is why he wears a mask. Right. But it's not whatever this is. This feels like something out of agents of shield, which worked on agents of shield but does not work here no it, it, again it, like all of it is 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 they're trying to they're trying to explain too much and and then don't explain anything because to your point well his biochemistry is off the chart I want to talk to him. What does that even mean? Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. Also, why wouldn't you have the facilities to house somebody that is super powered like this? You're literally you're literally keeping a rock guy in there. You have suits that help these people control their powers, but you can't dampen whatever might have happened to him in order to protect everyone in this facility. Yeah, it was the same fucking green goo. Before he literally goes all scanners on everybody in the building. And that's where like this movie takes a weird turn, like you said, into sort of horror. He's literally exploding people's brains as he like walks past them. Which even though it happened with drones in Doctor Strange Mom. Yeah. Wanda did it much better and it was a little bit more impactful, even though again it was Ultron bots effectively that she was doing it to. Yeah. They, Dr. Strange Mom pulled this off so much more effectively. Because you cared about the characters. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's truly what it comes down to is that, again, I would, if I cared about Dr. Doom, like, if, I, if it was like he was wronged in some sort of way, or at least give me a reason to, to understand why he's now the villain. Because honestly, as you kind of said earlier, I side with Doom on this one. Yeah, until this turn, <laughs> until it's... And again, if they had just added some lines of dialogue or something that's like, oh, it kind of, you know, being over there and made him a little, you know, go off the deep end or whatever, because now it's his world and I have to make it after my own image. You couldn't resist coming back. It's not enough to ruin your world. Now you want to ruin mine. Victor. If this world must die. So that mine may live. So be it. Fucking Sonic, the new Sonic movie. It does this whole idea so much better. So much fucking better. Fucking having uh, Egghead on a fucking mushroom planet going crazy. Right. And he comes back and then tries to destroy the planet. Sure. 
that at least makes sense and was enjoyable to watch. It was fun. It's Wait, really and fun. It, it, yeah, it's it, suddenly it's it's his world now, and we get kind of the megalomania of Doctor Doom and wanting to control, but none of it's grounded. No, because when he is, you know, effectively a sovereign ruler of a nation, it has a little bit more heft and. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Gravitas. It makes more sense that he's like, oh no, I'm not just going to rule my country. I'm going to rule this whole world. A lot of his re- reasoning there is that, well, you guys built this portal to come back. If you guys wouldn't have built the portal, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come back and and tried to destroy your planet. I was just fine. But also, we have no reason to think that Victor and Sue's and Ben's and Reed's relationship at that point, right, had gotten to the point to where he was, where Victor's like, no, I. I want to kill all of you. Right. It would have been better if he, if Victor would have tried to convince them to stay. Hey, you guys are like me now. Give him a villain speech. Yeah. You guys are me now. Let's rule this planet. Fuck this other one. They're obviously trying to take advantage of you. Let's take that away from them. Right. That at least would have been a bit more, uh, again, there would have been an arc. (sighs) Maybe he's right. Maybe he's not right. Well, no, not all humans, whatever, and then uh, saves the world, right? Well, and even that direction would have made his change as motivation, to your point, much more grounded. Because otherwise, the minute you make Doom no longer human, mm-hmm. you there's there's no grounding to his... Oh, he's just a monster now. He's not... Dr. Manhattan? Dr. Manhattan or... He who remains. Oh, yeah. Having this superior intellect and, and this secret knowledge that has changed his perspective no he's just been changed living a year in this other dimension this is like a pg-13 watchman just done incredibly poorly. T- incredibly poorly yeah. because like that was the whole point of dr manhattan's arc was that he just fucked off to fucking mars right built his thing over there and then kept coming back and then just realizing yeah humanity's pretty much fucked and then the short shrift that dr storm gets in this shitty death yeah Promise me. Why did they make this man deliver these shitty ass lines? Promise me you'll look after each other. Yeah. That? Oh. Yes. God damn it. Ridiculous. It's, it's just, it's, uh, who who cares? Who and I don't cares? like Frigian the black man. Like, oh, yep. now they're all going to work together because their father figure's dead, except for Ben, who's just along for the ride because nobody knows who he is but Reed. Right. Nonsense. Nonsense. All right, let's take this home. Now dubbing himself Doom, Victor activates a portal on Planet Zero using the Quantum Gate and begins consuming the landscape of Earth using a structure he created from the rock formations in Planet Zero. He is confronted by the four and, after a short battle, Ben punches Doom into the portal's energy beam, disintegrating him while Johnny closes the portal. Returning to Earth, the group is rewarded by the U.S. military for the heroics by being given a new base of operations known as Central City to study their abilities without the government's interference. They decide to use their powers to help people and adopt the mantle of Fantastic Four. Now they suddenly don't need containment suits to be on Planet Zero just because they got powers. Yeah, they they can now breathe freely. They can it, it, like there's no issues with them being on this fucking planet, which I guess is it, it. I guess the the idea was that the planet is Earth. It's just a different version of Earth. Like that was that was the idea. I mean, and again, this, this could have been explained a lot better, but I mean. Yeah, I just I have a line here that's like so they basically just got their powers and then Doom is just then going to destroy the earth. That is yeah. that's basically what happens. It's bonkers. It is really bonkers. Like the it, none of it makes any fucking sense. Mhm. And then we get the, you know, Victor don't do this. Victor, don't do this. There is no Victor. There is only Doom. It's so full of cheese and easily worse than any dialogue the comic ever put in their mouths. Yeah. Like, I almost want to go back and watch the the previous Fantastic Four films because I think I'm going to have more fun. And yeah. I think the dialogue is actually a little bit better than this, you know, we do half-ass grim-dark nonsense. Subscribe to the Patreon. We'll probably do it for that. Yeah, that's probably where we'll um, do it. But, uh... It, fucking jack off moment like who cares right uh and again doom's whole thing in the comics is i keep harping on this but it's science plus magic that's why like uh, wanda is a big part of his arc mm-hmm. at one point agatha harkness is the governess for the two richards children 
Uh, There's a lot of overlap yeah. here. And that's also where Reed frequently, again, in my memory, which is, is again, admittedly limited, butts up and has trouble with Doom, where he's not misunderstanding the human element or the empathy behind the science. Yeah. He's unable to grasp the magic because that's outside of his sort of understanding slash line of thinking. That's not right. his strength. And that's kind of where the paths diverge because even though Reed can get a little bit too head into the science, it's kind of why the whole Illuminati arc in the comics is, oh God, these really smart people are actually bad for things that are happening. But that divergence is, I feel like Wong would be a better antithesis to Dr. Doom than Reed Richards is Yeah, in the MCU because of that, that, fusing of magic and science. I don't know. I feel like I'm going off on a tangent here, but my point is making it all extra dimensional spacey shit cheapens doom. It makes us care about this yep. conflict even less. And then they immediately kill Dr. Doom. The main, the main fantastic four villain dead, dead. Even in the other films, it's an open question as to whether or not doom is still alive. Cause he's just frozen. No, this, this is like, he's disintegrated and they show him getting disintegrated. I mean, maybe he reintegrates himself in some sort I, yeah. of way. I don't, uh, I don't know. It's just so stupid. And then we barrel towards this fucking end, which is just like, Oh, there's this big, fucking i mean we get ben grimm's catchphrase at least oh yeah it's clobbering time it's clobbering time right. it's clobbering time but like even they they try to insert the dialogue between doom and reed of like oh you're you're smug and thought you were always smarter than me this that the other thing no we yeah. never saw any of this so why stupid. are you saying this now all we know is that you were jealous that sue was talking to reed that's what we That's thought. And we if got. you're destroying the planet over that, ugh, it, like, wait, again, I don't care. It makes me, it makes me not identify with this character in any yeah. sort of way. No, not at all. It's bad. Uh, there's now a big hole in the earth. Yes. Uh, so that's cool. And then again, they just fuck off to this fucking central city, something, which I guess is, is that supposed to be significant it, to it's the their home base for a while in the older comics, but it's an actual city. It's not, you know, just this research facility or whatever. Labs are upstairs. Engineering's on the south side and assemblies downstairs. We've been operating out of here for over 12 years now. Well, officially, that is. But you still won't find our name on any government books. Most people just refer to this as a central city. But call it whatever you want. We work for you now. So it's like a metropolis, something kind of, like, yeah. Uh, uh, or a Gotham or Star City. Is it yeah. Star City? It's kind of like the city in Arrow, too. Oh, okay. Same, same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, I, mm -hmm. they're talking with the government and is like, well, you know, everything that we do now belongs to us. Like, you know, we're not remotely all in agreement. We don't need you or anybody else to keep an eye on us. We just want a place where we can work. And whatever we come up with belongs to us. And what if we say no? Say yes. Why and how? Yeah, it's it's so fucking stupid. Like, but you know, Girls Five Eva did it better. Everything we do belongs to us. I mean, Ben said it's fantastic, but it's not. It's not. Not it, even in the literal sense. Uh, budget for this movie was 120 million, and it made 167 million. So I guess good job on getting paid back. But Rotten Tomatoes, oof. The critic score is nine percent. Yeah, it's real bad. Christy Puchko from Comic Book Resources said, "Fantastic Four is a profound mess. It's not fun. It's not exciting. It's far from action packed, and it's all—it's most certainly not fantastic." Agreed, Christy. Agreed. Uh, Richard Roper uh, from from the Chicago Sun-Times said it's a lightweight and basically unnecessary attempt to once again bring some cinematic life to one of the lesser teams of this Marvel universe. Richard Roper doesn't know shit about comics. He obviously. doesn't know it's not shit about a lesser team. But Fantastic Four predates the X-Men and the Avengers. This is it's one of those things where the studios, uh, similar to like Spider-Man, the reason why we had so many reboots is because they have to continue to make those movies in order yep. to keep rights. Well, and the thing is, is if, if Fox didn't make another one by 2024, the rights would automatically revert to Disney anyway. And right. in that time, Disney just said, you know what? We'll just go ahead and buy you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. He gave it 1.5 out of four stars. Then Mark Savloff, who also wrote a review for Sky High, we quoted yeah. him last time. He said, the newest iteration of Stan Lee and 
Jolton Jack Kirby's classic superheroes plays like some misguided cross between an 80s afterschool special and a failed WB tween heartthrob outing sans the emotional depth. Agreed, Mark. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, viewers were also very much in, in line with this. They gave it 18% total. Yep. Emma G gave it a half star, uh, and this was in 2015, and said, what the balls was this? Yeah. Agreed. Where are the balls in this? Where are the balls in this, Emma? <laughs> That's the bigger question. Or smaller. I don't know. Who cares? Who knows? Liam B. in 2022, earlier this year, said, despite its many flaws, the worst offense of this movie is that it's just plain boring. As a fan of the Fantastic Four and as a person who paid money to see this, I'm, I was greatly disappointed. One star. Uh, Liam, I, I feel you. As someone who, uh, again, I like comic book movies. Yeah. I like, I like. I even like sometimes bad comic book movies. Absolutely. Absolutely. My line is drawn just on the other side of Morpheus. Morbius. Like Morbius, Morbius is on the side of bad. Yeah. I, and this is not far behind. No, not not at all. James F. Uh, in 2016 uh, gave it five stars, saying, I want to die. Kill me, 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 kill me. I, there's it, It's repeated. He filled up the text. I could have clicked see more. Oh, no. But I imagine it still would have gone. Well, first of all, James, I hope that you're alive and hope well. You're doing all right, James. Um, it wasn't worth. It's not worth. It's not worth over. that at all. No. But I again, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, now, what is this? Interesting. It did have some accolades. Michael B. Jordan won Best Actor at the BET Awards for this role. Okay. And also for Creed, apparently. Bless. It won an ensemble award at CinemaCon. Whatever that means. But it also won a bunch of Golden Raspberries. Of course it did. For Worst Picture, Worst Director, and Worst Prequel, re prequel Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel. And it was also nominated for Worst Screenplay and Worst Screen Combo. Yeah, I could agree with that. The Houston Film Critics Society nominated it for Worst Picture. Fair. The Teen Choice Awards nominated it for Choice Movie Sci-Fi Fantasy. What the fuck, Teen Choice Awards? Yeah, I, I feel like there were other, other sci-fi movies that came out in 2015 that were probably better. Agreed. Uh, all right, so we got some trivia here. In preparation for the motion capture performance, Bell approached the actor Andy Serkis for advice. During filming, he wore a tracking suit and stilts to match the height and eyeline of the thing. So, I guess... At least they put some thought into that. And again, to your point, the visual effects were good. Effects I thought fine. this Ben Grimm looked better than the rubber-suited Michael Chiklis. Oh, absolutely. But again, we it didn't just care. didn't have the fun. Like, uh, the reason why I could forgive the other suit... With, He's grounded. Chickless put some. Chickless was given the opportunity yes. and the dialogue and the depth. And he had because even the relationship mm. with Kerry Washington towards the end of the film yep. and in the sequel, mm -hmm. really good. You give a shit about Ben Grimm. Yeah. Here, even the other people in the room don't give a shit about Ben Grimm. <laughs> it's so bad. Jesus. Doctor Doom's full name in this film was originally going to be Victor Damashev, but after backlash by the fans, it was changed back to Victor Von Doom during reshoots to match his name in the comics. Again. Change for change sake. That's the biggest affront of this movie is change for change sake. Trying to put, um, you know, my own stamp or, or whatever. Yeah, that, th this absolutely is clear what they were trying to do. They were trying not to make a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. They were trying everything they could to not make a Fantastic Four movie. Yep. But still call it fan or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. fan fan Yeah. Before filming began, 20th Century Fox, I was saying this earlier, they announced plans for a sequel with a scheduled release date of July 14th, 2017. They then rescheduled it for June 2nd, 2017, with War of Planet of the Apes taking place on the 14th instead. Then they changed it again to June 9th to be two weeks after Star Wars The, the Last Jedi's initial scheduled release date. And then in November of 2015, not three months, September, October, November, after this came out, the sequel was removed from Fox's schedule. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, this oof, this last bit is funny, though. Uh, yeah, the concept artist Alexander Lozano revealed that Trank's iteration of the Fantastic Four were considered uh, for the cameo appearances in Tim Miller's take on Deadpool 2. That would have been funny. Yeah, I would have loved that. Same. That would have been hilarious. But again, this was not hilarious. This no. was uh, a fucking chore. This was, uh, again, I just, I feel bad about this. I mean, at least they all got paid and at least all these did. folks are still working. Yeah, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is doing very well for himself. Yeah, Creed and then Killmonger. All right. Yeah. Again, this, was, this wasn't great. Yeah, no. uh, don't watch this. <laughs> uh, it's on the platform. You don't need to. No, uh, it's 
poorly paced. It it takes too much time to give them their origin. Yeah. It doesn't actually allow them to be the Fantastic Four at any point in the movie. Yeah. They don't even call themselves that in the movie because it cuts yeah, before, before the, he actually says it. It's so stupid. Womp. It, I, I can't. Womp. I honestly, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that the MCU take on this is far more successful in its execution. I'm hoping I at least have fun watching that movie. I mean, we know, we know that they're probably going to do a good job with it. I mean, look at what they did with Spider-Man. I know that was with Sony and Disney, but like at the same time, they took what was a movie that, or a franchise that had been rebooted uh, literally three, three times. Right. And yes, like, because the first time they did the film, it was actually never released. Yeah. And they, it's the, it was the Roger Corman one. Yeah. And, there are rumors that some of those actors might actually make an appearance in secret wars. <laughs> that would be fun. But I mean, at uh, speaking of D 23, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Matt Shackman was announced as the director of the upcoming MCU fantastic four movie. And he, he gave us WandaVision. Yeah. He gave us an amazing take on WandaVision. So I, I hold out hope. Yeah. That the execution for the MCU is, is going to be uh, enjoyable, but we've got two years before we see it we don't even have a cast yet yeah we don't and i mean i hope that they bring you know spoiler alert john krasinski back yeah. it would be delightful but also this is a perfect time to actually get the casting done right yep you and know? the story and the story because and the relationship because they are going to be and don't kill doom they're going to be pivotal to this to the mcu we've known about the fantastic four movie for years yeah this is going to be a big deal yeah you know, not not to put a lot on your shoulders, Matt, but like, don't do us dirty like this. No, please. OK, where can they find us on social meds, Clancy? Uh, well, they can find us at Nonplus Pod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Yes. And if you want to reach out, suggest a film for us to watch, give us your own thoughts. You can do that at submissions at nonpluspod.com. Follow us over on Patreon.com slash Making Mischief. We're just about to wrap up the Inhumans yeah. um, and sort of close out these ideas that we had. Thanks to Dr. Strange Mom. Um, which is so far a better film than this and uh, than the collection of the Inhumans. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that yet, please do. And rate, review, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, that, uh, of course, helps us game the algorithm. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, we'll see you for Spooptober yes. here in just a couple weeks. Um, but until then, that over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And we are nonplussed. My goodness. I am Rarely have we ever non- been this nonplussed. So nonplussed. How the fuck do you mess this up this bad? Yeah, I'm, I'm just nonplussed that we're even like here. Uh, like, yeah, absolutely. Is, Marvel, you don't have to go grimdark on your properties that aren't already grimdark. Yeah, please don't. Like, give me a grimdark blade. Yep. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Not fantastic. No. government-sponsored research institute. It's all uh, ham. It. Mm. Remember, you can get $20 off your first box of booze boosters from Shaker and Spoon with the code NONPLUS. Just go to shakerandspoon.com slash NONPLUS to get your $20 off today. Add some personality to your potions. And some spice to your sauce. Ew.